Good morning. Uh, welcome to the first chapel of this academic school year. Um, it's kind of awesome. <clears throat> I, was, uh, I was in the chapel more than a few times this summer, and um, it's not the same without you. Really glad you were back. We have been praying for you and praying for this year, and uh, I trust and hope that the, the beginning has been um, really a blessing to you and that the Lord has, has shown his faithfulness in um, numerous and perhaps unexpected ways. Uh, this is the beginning of my sixth year serving as chaplain at Covenant College. Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of hard to believe, uh, five full years. Um, I was reflecting on what that means. It means that uh, there have been roughly 400 chapels uh, since I've been here, which seems like an awful lot of chapels. Um, I did also receive uh, at the um, beginning of the school year my, a five-year coffee mug, which is very cool, and I drink coffee out of it because it is a coffee mug. Um, so really, though, five years, I, I did do some reflecting. I got this coffee mug. It's like the first um, like, like hallmark of you know, employment, five years. You get this a watch or a coffee mug in this case. Um, but I was thinking back, and, and really, I want to tell you, I love my job, and I am so humbled that I get to serve at Covenant College and humbled that I get to serve you, and that is what I get to do is serve you. Um, I don't know each of you personally, but I wish that I did, um, but I pray for you, and I am um, privileged that I get to stand before you at times and open God's Word. Um, over the last five years, it's been pretty remarkable. Um, I've gotten to pray with a number of you in hard times. Um, I've gotten to mourn with you in hard times where we've lost members of our community. We've lost family members of folks in our community. Um, I've seen sin um, just have uh, devastating impacts on people and families. I've gotten to walk with people in that. have seen tremendous joys, um, provision of God that totally blew people away answered prayers. I've gotten to talk and pray with you, 18 to 21-year-old students who are way more mature than I was at your age and who are earnestly seeking to follow Jesus Christ. And it's so humbling and it's so beautiful. Um, I've gotten to talk and walk with some of you who, who struggle on a daily basis with things like depression, um, anxiety, um, even suicidal thoughts and iterations struggling with sins that, that are um, deep and, and sit uh, hard and heavy on your lives and on your shoulders. Um, but then we gather together as a community uh, three times a week, and all of those stories come together under this roof as a community to worship together, um, to hear the Word of God preached, to have the Bible expounded, and Jesus Christ revealed to you. Um, to have faculty and academic lectures that challenge your hearts um, and your minds. So when statistics come back, and they have come back, and we hear these, that over 90% of our Covenant College graduates are members or active in a local church, that's a number that stuns the board of trustees of most colleges. But to be very honest, I'm not surprised. 
Like, it, it makes sense to me because we as a community gather together regularly to be encouraged and exhorted and pointed to Jesus Christ. And I believe what that does is not make you cold, but instead is a catalyst and makes us as Covenant College community long for the local church and long for the worship and the community that we find in God's local church. Amen? Yeah. Um, And being pointed to Jesus really is uh, the very heart of the vision of chapel. This is the why we do what we do. Um, uh, Our new VP of, of finance today was mentioning something about why. He said, the why is always the most important question. If you understand the why, everything else makes sense. You can talk about the who, the what, the where, the when, the how, but unless you understand the why, then none of the other stuff makes sense. The why of chapel is this. We get to glorify God when we come together, and when we come together, certain things happen. We cultivate our loves and our desires. That means we're pointed to the great good and gospel truth. Our hearts and our souls are reminded of and recalibrated towards that for which we truly long. We are pointed to our Savior, and we get to encounter him in the preaching of God's word, in prayer, in musical worship, in community gathering together. We're engaged and challenged by topical addresses and academic lectures. We have the opportunity in all of these different things, in all these different ways, to be changed and transformed by the Holy Spirit of God in community. And hear this. I believe this. I'm convinced and convicted of this truth, that the Holy Spirit changes us when we gather together in worship. And the Holy Spirit changes us when we are engaged and awake and ready and when we are tired and just hanging on and stressed and hungry. When we gather together, God does remarkable things. Well, that vision is carried out by carefully organizing and structuring our chapel schedule and what takes place in chapel. So I want to give you just kind of a brief snapshot for freshmen and, and, and everyone as well, but a, a picture of what happens over the course of a year in chapel. Uh, we have several conferences, um, uh, concentrated weeks where we focus in on certain things. We have the Schaefer Conference on True Spirituality. We have the Missio Day, our missions conference, um, the Imago Day Conference, where we explore different facets of being created in the image of God. We have Calling Beyond Covenant, where we bring folks back to talk about their transition from being Covenant College students to going out into the work world. We have weeks where we focus on specific topics. Um, Sexuality uh, is something we're going to be doing this week in the fall. Uh, We have student-led chapels and chapels where we read aloud an entire book of the Bible, where we get to sit in the Holy Scriptures. We have unique chapels like our annual Spirit of Friendship Award and Senior Testimonies, Uh, which will happen at the very end of the year. Our senior class votes on those. And we have academic lectures like Respublica and Kuiper lectures and faculty lectures. When it comes to our speakers, who they are and how they're invited, it's one of my responsibilities to invite people literally from around the world to address our community. Um, Over the course of the year, we invite and host a carefully chosen, diverse schedule of speakers. 
the tasks of our chapel speakers really can be broken down into three distinct categories. And you will see and feel this in chapel. Um, We have the preaching of God's word by ordained ministers. We will invite men who are duly ordained to gospel ministry to come and open the word of God and preach to us. We also um, have teaching of biblical truths by non-ordained men and women. In addition to the ordained ministers, we invite non-ordained members of God's church, both men and women, to minister to our community by speaking in chapel. And they will usually speak on specific topics or specific theological ideas, relevant issues that we think are going to bless you. Uh, Then we also have academic lectures that are delivered by people with expertise in given fields. Our faculty is awesome. Uh, and is connected uh, to other academics all over the world. So we bring a number of them in. We also have our faculty speaking four times a semester in chapel um, on, on a, usually a theme, and I'll let Dr. Green uh, share that with you, what that's going to be. But my goal, and I want you to hear this, my goal in bringing in chapel speakers is never to bring in a, a big name, never to bring in somebody that, that's going to look good on paper, My desire is always to bring someone in that's going to bless our Covenant College community, that's going to minister to you in ways that I think are unique and powerful. I am prayerful and intentional about the folks that we bring in. And I'm also prayerful and intentional about bringing diversity of voices, both ethnic and gender. Um, The reason we do that is because we want to be be blessed by um, the breadth of God's kingdom. We want to hear from the different uh, corners of the kingdom of God. Um, It is a privilege that we get to do this, that we get together. And I think, I mean, you know it, just after 10 minutes of singing together, what an awesome privilege it is to be able to gather and do this. Um, So when we are together, we want to actually be wholly present. Um, It's so easy to be distracted We want to remove the distractions uh, from our lives so that we can worship and learn together. So uh, the first thing that I would like to share with you about that is um, one step, and it's a major step for us, is in putting away our electronic devices. So this uh, is at an Arizona Diamondbacks baseball game. This happens to be the Alpha Chi Omega sorority. And... They did some amazing stuff with the publicity that they got out of this. But the announcers gave them a hard time because they were joking that they were at the baseball game, but they weren't actually at the baseball game. Um, They weren't actually present. Um, We ask you uh, to please refrain from using any electronic devices in chapel. That means cell phones, iPads, um, computers of any kind. Um, Not because they're inherently evil, but because they have a unique ability to distract us and to distract the people around you. So I would ask you, um, out of respect for yourself, out of respect for the people around you, and out of respect for the speakers that will come, please put your phones away and don't ever take them out in chapel for any reason. Um, If you're used to reading your Bible on your phone, like, go old school and bring bring a paper Bible. They're still awesome. I do want you to know that our speakers almost always, and I really mean this, almost every single speaker we have at Covenant College comments on how attentive and engaged our community is, and they feel deeply respected when they are here. So that's a communal thing. I want to ask you as a community to encourage 
and to challenge one another to do that. Um, because we are sinful people and because I understand the depth of the connection to our phones, um, accountability is something that we think is necessary. Please hear that this is not me saying you guys have a problem with phones. I have a problem with my phone as well. I love my phone, and I think I told the freshman that I hate my phone with the passion of a thousand sons. Um, and it's very true. Uh, but if you, if you are seen with um, your phone out during chapel, just want you to know you won't receive your chapel credit for that given day, okay, just by way of accountability. Um, since we're on logistics, uh, I want everyone to understand how chapel attendance works. Chapel attendance is mandatory. We are mindful of the realities, though, of being a student. Sometimes you'll need to sleep in, study, go to the doctor. Um, sometimes you just simply need to miss chapel. So, we have built in a system that looks like this. There are 40 chapels in a given semester. You have to attend 80% of 40 chapels. Are there any math majors? There it is. Uh, 80% of 40 is 32. That means everyone is responsible. John, is that you? Is that you? Well done. Um, you have to attend 32 chapels over a given semester. Uh, if you don't attend 32 chapels, you have to write chapel summaries. Um, a chapel summary is when you listen to a chapel online and then you write a summary of said chapel. Um, by writing a summary of said chapel, we means in your own words, you tell us about that chapel, not you literally write the chapel um, or play the chapel into a Google translator so that it types it out, but you actually thoughtfully engage with the chapel. Um, there is a tiered system to encourage you not to write chapel summaries. Um, if you miss one to five chapels over your allotted eight, you have to write 250-word summary. That's what 250 words looks like. If you miss six to ten, it's 500 words. That's what 500 words looks like. And this is where it gets really dirty. Um, Eleven or more summaries, you have to write a thousand words. And it looks like that. Um, I have not talked to a single person who has had extensive numbers of chapel summaries that said, I'm really, really glad that I'm writing the summaries instead of simply just going to chapel. Um, I actually walked in a house the other day and there was a guy sitting on his bed in the dark with his laptop open. And I said, hey, Will. Um, <laughs> uh, I said, what are you doing? He said, writing chapel summaries. And I said, Will, this is exactly how I picture people writing their chapel summaries. In the dark, on their bed, hunched over, looking like they need a shot of espresso. Um, so don't do this. Yeah, just don't do it. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Chapel summaries are also, and this is important, please hear this, chapel summaries are considered part of your academic uh, schoolwork at the college and are therefore subject to plagiarism rules found in the student handbook. Uh, also, if all required chapel summaries are not completed by the last day of class, a chapel hold will be placed on your student account which means that that will prevent you from viewing your grades for the current semester, from pre-registering, 
and or registering for the upcoming semester. So hear this. Fall summaries are due by the last day of fall class. Spring summaries are due by the last day of spring class. Got it? Also, any attendance issues must be addressed within 15 days of said issue. This is what I mean. If you happen to get the flu next week and you're not able to come to chapel, we absolutely, totally understand. Email cat, call cat, drop by the office when you're feeling better. Please do it within 15 days. Don't email her December 15th and say, oh, hey, three months ago I was sick and I'm pretty sure I missed these chat within 15 days and that will be your responsibility to get in touch with Kat. Oh, speaking of which, Catherine, will you just wave? That's Kat. <clears throat> She's awesome. Uh, okay, so that's logistics. We also have tremendous uh, worship leaders you saw all of them uh, leading us this morning. If you are musically inclined and have any interest in serving um, with music in chapel, we are setting up a specific email that you can use, but in the meantime, if you'd like to, you can simply email me, and I will pass that along to Sammy Brown, who is working with our worship leaders this year. Yeah. Um, All right, good. Uh, Final thing I would like to say. Um, I'd like to encourage you as you um, come to chapel and as you think about chapel this year, uh, to come with, with a perspective um, that is a true perspective, um, and that perspective is one of gratitude. There are many places in the world where gathering like this is illegal, um, where you gather like this and you uh, seriously take your life into your hands or give your life into the Lord's hands, if you will. Um, this is a privilege that we get to do as a community. Um, and I just want to share a quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and uh, then we'll close But Bonhoeffer is talking about Christians gathering together and the beauty of it. And please hear what he says. It's easily forgotten that the fellowship of Christian brethren is a gift of grace, a gift of the kingdom of God that any day may be taken from us, that the time that still separates us from utter loneliness may be brief indeed. Therefore, let him who until now has had the privilege of living a common Christian life with other Christians Praise God's grace from the bottom of his heart. Let him thank God on his knees and declare, it is grace, nothing but grace, that we are allowed to live in community with Christian brethren. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for that grace, that grace that you've extended to us in Jesus Christ. Let us live in gratitude for that grace of you, your gospel, and your son. Draw us close to you, we pray in his name. Amen. Please stand.